Hey everyone, it's Salman Qureshi. Welcome to the Expat Brat Podcast. How is everyone doing? As always, I'm hoping you guys have had a great week, you know, and everything has been wonderful the last few days before um, before the weekend and uh, in the time before between the last episode and now. And things just blossomed for you and the partner that you had been looking for your whole life looked across the room at you and you instantly knew and you gravitated towards each other, locking your eyes and your hands as you met. They they brushed against each other and you felt a little tingling and you knew this was a person. Your heart beat fastened a little bit and then everything just happened so fast. It was awesome. And now you're married and you are expecting kids. No, that's that's too fast. Okay, well, we'll let's rewind that a little bit. Um, you've met them. Yeah, the brush, everything's happened. Your first date. You go there. You guys spend hours together. And the time just flies. You don't even realize what you're talking about. The food, the company, everything is just so perfect that nothing will ever match that experience again. No, no, no. no. That kind of wandered off into another like disappointing like eventual disappointment right so okay let's just end it on the first date you've had a great date you're feeling like you're walking on clouds and you're looking forward to life like never before that's how i hope that is the kind of time you've had in the time you listened to my last episode and now uh how are you guys i am uh I'm a little tired today because I, oh my God, I had a long, I was out all day yesterday and then I had a show uh, at night, an improv show, and and as much as I love performing, it's, uh, the next day does feel a little, like, there's always the, if you're an art, if you're not an artist, you, you know, one of the things you, you uh, a lot of us go through is the high of a great fun night of performance where, you know, great audience, everything. And then the next day of just being humbled back into your place with your kid whacking you up and stuff like real life hits you again. Right. And you're, you're no longer in the magical space of the stage, but in a kitchen, uh, washing some dishes or something. I don't know, uh, whatever it is that you end up doing, uh, but something very humbling. Uh, yeah. But speaking about love, I've been uh, I've been like thinking about this whole cousin marriage thing. Not 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 in the sense that like I want to do it, but I just you know it just came up because uh, someone was talking to me about it, and I I don't know how I feel about this. Honestly, I'm gonna talk my way through this. All right. Now, obviously, obviously, I'm not encouraging cousin marriage. What I feel unsure about is how today's generation kind of derides people about it right that doesn't sit too well with me for a reason for a reason right it's uh it's something that existed for a very long time and was considered normal i think in in at least in some parts of the world and it still does in a lot of places and so going from that to never doing it is not as easy as we think, right? Now, if you go towards the States, now, <laughs> I think, you know, I was looking this stuff up, right? And I, like, 
it's actually about 10% in the US there you know cousins uh, cousin marriages are 10% of total marriages and i think about that and i'm like okay all right and a lot, a lot of it might be the mormons or whatever uh, but it must exist in some form in some other non mormon groups for it to happen at 10%. 10%. What was the population of America? 400 million? But no, it's not by total population. I'm doing the math wrong here. It's 10% of all marriages. So how many marriages are there in the states? 400 million people. I'm going to I'm going to make up my own math on this and could be horribly wrong, so do not quote this, okay? 400 million people, let's say half of them are married. So that's 200 million people who are married out of, uh, or even less, like 75 million people married. 75 million married people are married to each other, obviously. So that halves it to about 30 million uh, uh, more. I know I, I'm doing, I'm, I'm really like taking minimum, minimum as much as I can on each uh, stat. So let's say 30 million people are married in America, right, to each other. Uh, well, 70, but 30 million people. I don't know why I'm halving it. Uh, yeah, 30 million people. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. 10% of that is 3 million people. There are 3 million, 3 million cousins married to each other in just the United States. All right? So it's not as uncommon as you think. We're talking in millions. We're still talking in millions. And this is America. Now, you move over to our part of the world, and that number apparently, I don't know if it's correct, because I got it off. Where did I get this number off? Somewhere on the internet, right? So can you believe everything on the internet? I should have quoted my source. It was some other podcast, actually. I might have heard it. Or some research. I read it. On, uh, it was some research survey. It was a survey. 80%. 80% of this part. Of, when I say this part of the world, I'm talking about the Middle East and the subcontinent. Somewhere around these areas, right? 80%, man. You're looking at a population, if I count in India and Pakistan, uh, that's 1.5 billion people. So, or just the Middle East, you know, in, in the GCC in the Middle East, that would be at least 50 million people. 80% is like 20, 30 million people who are cousins married to each other. Now, why am I bringing these numbers up? Okay. First of all, it's not as uncommon as we like to think. Uh, and if you really think about it, all of our families, large families that we are, we know loads of cousins who are married to each other. So now it becomes kind of awkward when we're kind of speaking against it, at least in this part of the world again. <laughs> and, you know, like across the table, your cousins are married to each other. And my, I don't know if it's first cousin or second cousin or third cousin gone down that far but definitely is cousin stuff and so if you bring it up obviously i think a lot of people will be like hey what what the hell man like they'll feel uncomfortable and embarrassed about it and they're going to defend it so making fun of it is isolating a lot of your own 80 percent of your family right and maybe if that if that's your objective then go for it you're good that's a good way to get them but if you are genuinely concerned about it, then maybe like, you know, publicly humiliating, trying to humiliate the whole thing might not be the best way to go, right? I'm talking sense here, right? You, you can't. 
Because you're lucky if your parents were in cousins who got married. Yeah. And, and if they were, like, you'll see the whatever, right? There are loads of problems around. But there's, like, there's history behind this, man. There's history. I read up on this, okay? Just just for this, out of curiosity. All right? So here, here's apparently what we're guessing happened. Initially, we're hunters, right? We're out there. We're hunting our food. We're going around, you know, killing things. And so because we're on the move, we're meeting new people all the time. People probably dying quick too, right? <laughs> Getting trampled and stuff. And the hunter sometimes becoming the hunted. If you watch The Prey, the new uh, Predator movie, then you know. You know, there might be predators who had come back and they're hunting you. All right? I digress. But anyway, so there you are. You guys are hunters on the move. It's, um, I don't know if marriage was an actual thing. What would you do? You put it, put it on stone, like actual like made a mark on I don't know how it was done before you just decide to be with each other and so you could be with anyone and you move around you, you know you you don't have a choice you're like if she's if she and he are alive good enough right <laughs> beauty standards were probably lower personal hygiene wasn't probably like something you look at personality probably was the bigger factor I think right so there you go. So, you know, you're marrying around, you're moving about, you're dying, and then you're marrying again. So it's a real good mix. Then, unfortunately, you discover, human beings discover agriculture. And they go, oh, I don't have to risk my life. I can just, you know, find a good piece of land and plant my shit and raise a family and just settle there, you know. And so most of you start living around each other. Most of you knew each other, right? You trust each other a bit more than uh, hunters you didn't know. And you start doing this together. You're growing tomatoes. You're growing carrots. And it's all lovey-dovey. But now you can't. You're not moving around. People are in their own space. And remember, no one has a car, okay? So you're just kind of stuck. You're like, now you have two choices. You're sitting there. You're like, do I get on a horse Whatever mode of transport I have, ostrich, camel, whatever you had, a sheep, your younger brother, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you were using, you had to go to the next town and find someone to take you like a month. <laughs> I don't know, at least a month. And you have to go all the way there. And yeah, it's a chance. Would they want to marry and move? take another month back to come back with you and what if you die on the way one of you dies on the way what a waste of time ain't nobody got time or or you know uh, yeah ain't nobody got time for that kind of stuff so what do you do you look around where you are <laughs> in your space you eye your mom's sister's kid and remember again you know standards are probably still not high and you're not you know you don't have you haven't studied science and stuff. So you like, she's pretty. Uh, let's do this. All right. So you just settle for her. And, and, and maybe it turns out well. Right. Just because your cousins doesn't mean your kids will have issues. It increases the chances. But it's not a guarantee. And so, you know, that's how you um, that's how you uh, found your spouse. Now, interestingly, one of the things that uh, came up when I was like reading about this stuff was that if you grow up together, there's some kind of like issue of like um, 
the, the genetic attraction is sometimes not there. Like if you really grew up together. But I don't know if that's true. I read that and I was like, no, I've seen loads of kids who grew up together and they got, well, not loads, but I've heard of uh, cousins who then got married. And maybe it's a marriage that forces the attraction then and you kind of change your view about it. So someone you were calling, you know, <laughs> in the subcontinent, you even call, refer to your cousins as brother or sister. And now, hmm. Well, that's kind of changed. So, <laughs> you do that. Now, back in Pakistan, my own home country, uh, you know, they did a survey. And it was really interesting. They defended cousin marriage quite a bit. And they had, look, look you had to got, you got to listen to some of these reasons. I thought some of it was legit. Yeah. So, it was, it was about, uh, you're looking at a society that, again, isn't, is conservative, right? And so... You feel like, you know, people are like, we're more compatible with family than strangers. No shit. I don't know if that's a legit reason. But they're just like, hey, I don't know how to talk. To, I think it's another way of saying I don't know how to talk to girls. <laughs> and so I grew up talking to my cousin. That'll do when I have to have awkward conversations. That's the thing what they mean meant by it. I'm trying to defend this and I can't help but laugh. I know. Sorry. And then uh, there's this perception, though. This one's fairly reasonable, but probably untrue. They think your in-laws will be kinder if they're from the same family, right? So you have some leeway with that. Like you go, hey, uh, <laughs> if if you did marry your mom's sister's kid, then, uh, you know, you could go back to the mothers and go, hey, what's going on? And they... They're more likely to kind of ease the situation, settle it, at least in theory. Then you go down and see what's actually happening and you go, nah, that stuff doesn't work either, right? So it's just excuses of people who are probably married as cousins trying to find reasons to defend that stuff. And then there's there's one aspect uh, which goes back. So, you know, again, when you're kind of like looking around, then the physical appearance may not matter as much as when you're looking outside because you know you do know what they're like so you might already be kind of like feeling good about it whereas with a stranger it does focus more especially in arranged marriages there has to be unfortunately a larger focus on physical attraction obviously right you can't be sitting there going i don't know uh her personality came through on the time we sat together and stuff so i uh, like You'd have to. You'd have to check out how hot they are. <laughs> and if you find them hot enough, you go, all right, I'll take a risk with this one. So it's super hot. I'll do that. Uh, and, and that was the only go-to you had, man. So, you know, they're, they're, that one, I'm kind of like, maybe maybe that's a, a good one. But, but, you know, all this, here's a bit that really struck with me about it. All this kind of means when people... Uh, when, when, the problem is because everyone else is marrying within their families and cousins. People get suspicious when you try to marry outside of your own family. Yeah, that's what happens. You know why, right? Like It's because they suspect you. They're like, hey, man, if, their fa if he wasn't good enough, he, she wasn't good enough for their own family, why should we take them? Right. So they're suspicious about that. They're like, there's something wrong with this person. We don't know what it is, but it's 
you know, if they're not good enough for the, if they're not good enough for inbreeding, they're not good enough for outbreeding with us. All right. So that's that's a messed up criteria to have, though. <laughs> that's so that is so bizarre. But that's cousin marriages, man. And that's why I'm like, all right. So, you know, all of this now that I'm saying it out loud, when I was thinking about it, I was kind of like. Yeah, you know, some of this makes sense. And now that I'm saying out loud, now it's still stupid. We just got to, we got to hammer on about cousin marriages being stupid. Start shaming them. Uh, I go back on what I said. Um, We got to get rid of this. But yeah, you can't like blame people who married 50 years ago as cousins and stuff, man. Just, just drop that stuff. That's, uh, that's a bit, that's ridiculous. All right. And uh, you know what else is ridiculous is I'm kind of sick. If you're into, if you understand sports, Everybody loves a good rivalry, okay? I do too. When two teams pitted against each other. But I'm kind of, you know, come out and say it. I'm kind of tired. If you don't know anything about cricket, Indian Pakistan is probably one of the most fiercest, is that how you say it? Fiercest rivals in the world, all right? Billions literally watch that game every time. And like, you know, it's heated. Uh, I don't think... Any other rivalry is of that scale. Uh, probably because we fought wars and stuff and are still in proxy wars with each other. So, <laughs> it's cricket is the other thing we battle out on. Because, unfortunately for Pakistan, that's the only big sport they have. Uh, and in India, although they're evolving into other sports, cricket is still like right up there with Bollywood. So, it becomes... Uh, you'd have to live under a rock not to know this, okay? So it becomes this huge thing. And I'm I'm, I'm, out, I'm coming out and saying it. It's become boring, all right? I don't know how, because after a while, it just becomes dumb as hell. Like seeing people like lose their shit over, because you've played so many times against each other. It's not special. It's not like the Celtics and Lakers, Lakers, uh, Lakers rivalry in the 80s uh, or the Bulls versus everybody else. You know, it's nice for a while. You kind of get into it. You want to see what happens. But, man, um, this has been going on for years. And I'm just like, let's stop overreacting to it as much. Yeah? Like, I'm done with it. I'm bored of it. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't care. I don't even really follow it anymore. I know the last game apparently was a real uh, nail-biter with uh, loads of people watching and stuff. Apparently it was a good match. But I'm tired of the whole rivalry. There's something... You can overdo, right? Like, I like brownies. It doesn't mean I stuff my face with brownies from 8 o'clock in the morning to, like, 5 p.m. Yeah? Right? Or, like, if I like a bagel toasted, like I do, um, it doesn't mean I over-toast it, keep toasting it. Right? After a while, it's burnt. (laughs) All right? That's what I feel like we're at the stage with India-Pakistan. I know people still go watch it. They still want to see it there. Some people are still excited. But I hope the new generation goes, hey, man, this has gotten old. Let's find something else to do. Honestly, it needs to, like, I just, it's, I'm bored of that. Like, we need to find a way to move on from this, man. Um, or at least not make it as special every time it happens. I'm just, like, I really think, how many times are you going to pump yourself up for it? <laughs> It's probably, you know, the subcontinent, people from the subcontinent, they're, uh, <clears throat> they tend to have more heart attacks. And I think these matches, because the media and everybody pumps it up because they want the money, right? If it keeps going and you're excited about it, 
the the it's more money for advertisers and all it's just like a whole feeding frenzy kind of situation they create um so if we stopped it we'd probably have less heart attacks with people man and then you'd We'd all just get along probably a little better, right? Uh, and we wouldn't, like, oh, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I, I know for a lot of my listeners here who aren't into this um, matches or, you know, listening in the Middle East, they might not get the India-Pakistan thing. But, yeah, my, my thing goes out to just generalize it for all sports. If you're sitting there and you're really upset and, to the point of anger with some team, this kind of just take a step back, man. It's nice to be passionate. It's a whole different thing to be like a fundamentalist about it. <laughs> right? It's sports. Jeez, human beings just kind of find a way to get really riled up about anything, right? You could start a cooking show and then turn it into something where people are taking sides and they're fighting over food. It happens. It, it doesn't happen in the Middle East where the there's a whole hummus fight. <laughs> like, who's who hummus hummus belongs to right the israelis the palestinians and the syrians and the lebanese all kind of kind of claiming it's theirs yeah and then i had this uh dish from jordan um oh my god i'm forgetting the name now uh oh it's a rice and meat thing isn't it all rice and meat oh sorry i didn't mean to i hope i don't upset my listeners um oh i'm gonna have to Mansaf, Mansaf, that's that's what it is, Mansaf. And then I found out there's some, there are a couple of other countries claiming they have Mansaf, right? But I think that one's a strong Jordan thing. Why am I bringing this up? But point being, we'll find a way to get passionate about anything and fight over it and make it about like to the point where it's like we're going to be at each other's throats for things, who cares? That they, yeah, right? Like, I don't care if it's claimed by them. I eat it, I enjoy it. Screw it, right? There's too much pride over things we shouldn't care about. You know what you should have pride in? Yourself, all right? If um, if it's if you were the inventor, you personally were the person who invented mansaf, then I get it, or hummus, or whatever it was. Then I get you saying, hey, yo, 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 peeps, I was in my mom's basement. I don't know why it's the mom's basement. And I was like, you know, just throwing stuff together into a pot. And I found hummus. All right. If that's your story, then you have every right to fight for it. If not, shut up. All right. Oh, wow. Why am I so angry today? (laughs) Oh, God. I've been talking about cousin marriages. I've been talking about matches and stuff. Uh, Saudi has changed their visa rule. Which is really cool because now I can get visa on arrival whenever that system gets going, right? So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to start going over, hitting some comedy nights, bringing some of my wonderful comedy over there. And uh, I don't know how to (laughs) because I don't know where the comedy clubs are and stuff. I know a couple of people. I'm going to hit them up and we'll see. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because if you are one of my Saudi listeners, then uh, hit me up, leave me a message, and tell me uh, where, which, what are some places to hit for comedy and uh, help me come over. Uh, I'd love to. So, yeah, you guys do some work too, man. Why do I got to do everything, okay? All right, listen, I got to go. 
uh, as always, it's been fun. I hope you enjoyed the episode and, uh, and you know, share it, show it some love, leave a comment, send me some questions. Uh, it's been lovely. You guys take care, have fun, goodbye, or as a dog would say, woof.